Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Rebecca Klein is the executive director of a Woman's Choice Pregnancy Care Center in Lakeland. When she drops by, she reminds us of so many important things in God's heart uh, for those who are facing an unplanned pregnancy, those who have maybe made the decision um, to have an abortion in the past and assuring them of God's forgiveness and yet warning those who have not made the decision yet that God cares about them and choosing life is the best decision. She shared with us... Powerful stories. Powerful (laughs) stories. Don't you like the way that she put it? She calls these glory stories. Yes. Always glorifying God. Let's get to some really, really good stories. You yeah, guys yeah. have what you call glory stories around yeah. your woman's choice. I want to share some of those this hour. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to be able to. It was a little catchy term or a phrase we came up with when we wanted to keep track. You know, God is always moving in the pregnancy center. It It is his work, and we're just always in awe just of his, his amazing goodness and the things he does. Um, but for for a while, we weren't getting them all down. And so we're like, man, we have to do a better job. And so we created this little forum for our team, and we call it Glory Stories. because And, and our motto is, if it gives God glory, it's a story, and it's a story <laughs> worth sharing. Um, because we want, that that's what we want to do, is give God glory for what He does in people's lives. And just to encourage um, others, you know, sure, to share uh, the amazing things that happen in life ministry, but at the same time, it just reveals uh, the power and goodness of our God. And so we all can just, you know, uh, be encouraged by that. Rebecca, today's story day. Let's share a few of them. Wherever you want to start, let's do it. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I'm going to start with two just really small stories. Sometimes we have stories that have involved a lot of components and details, but there's two small stories that kind of I want to put together because what they show is just really the heart of Pregnancy Center Movement, why we exist and, and what what the, the beauty is of women being able to come to us when they're in that place of an unplanned pregnancy and especially when they're considering abortion. Because when they're in that place, they're often um, overwhelmed with fear uh, just overwhelmed entirely um, and, and just not sure what to do. And um, sometimes they just don't even realize what all of the options that they have are. You know, they, the, the culture, the media is shouting at them that abortion is easy, just do it, you know, you'll get rid of your problem. And they don't even know that there are other choices that they can make. So at the very base of it, that's what we're able to do is help share information about their options and ease their fears. And so uh, we we have one story uh, where a young woman came in very determined to have an abortion. And there's, there's a range of the type of women we see, some some may be considering abortion as a possibility. Some may be pressured to have abortion, but they don't want to. Um, some may be uh, very determined, like they come in, no, this is what I want, and this is why I'm here. I want an ultrasound so I can go get an abortion. And that's where this patient was when she came in, this woman. Um, but then they meet with our advocates, and they meet with our nursing staff, and um 
during that time, um, we're talking to her, we're listening to her, we're loving on her and supporting her. She gets an ultrasound so that she sees her baby. And in this case, after all of those things, she chose life. And we do follow up with them when, when they've come in for a visit. We make calls and check in on them and see how they're doing and what else we can do to serve them. And during a follow-up call, what she told us that led her to that choice for life was that coming to a woman's choice helped open her eyes to see that there were options and that she could have this child. They're in that place. When they're determined to abort, they feel like, I can't do this. Whatever the circumstances are, and there's, uh, you know, a myriad of them, but they feel like, I can't. But she said that all of the people she spoke with, the information she got, helped her realize she could do it. And she said she was grateful for the love and the support that was shown to her when she came. And that's exactly why we're there, exactly why we're there. Um, We had another similar story. She was not as determined, but she was very undecided. They, They may come in going, oh, my gosh, I just don't even know. I feel like abortion might help, but I don't know if I want to do that. And that's where this young woman was when she came in. And again, she gets that opportunity to talk it through with an advocate and talk it through with the nurse. And in this case, for her, it was just that that opportunity to have somebody to talk to, somebody to listen to. They often feel very alone, that there is nobody there to walk this journey with them. And we're not just talking at them. We spend time listening to them to show that we care deeply. And she said it was that time that she had they eased that fear in her that, that had her in that undecided place and calmed her nerves so that she could say, no, I don't want to have an abortion. I want to choose life. And she did. And so we just praise God for those opportunities to step into those moments when they're consumed with thoughts that lead them to abortion, but through the process that we provide and the love that we show they're able to make confident choices for life. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. If you're listening this morning uh, to Rebecca, uh, you know, unpacking these stories and they're really resonating with you, and they they should be because we all need to be praying for those who were. Um, you know, God knows their names. We don't. Those who may be right now um, considering abortion as a viable alternative, we need to be praying for God to to intervene. And he uses uh, folks like Rebecca who have pretty much given their lives to obviously the gospel first, but then specifically their calling is to reach out and help these young women and uh, and young men. And, and maybe, I mean, their age is not really, I mean, we tend to think, Rebecca, that uh, unplanned yeah. pregnancies are, uh, okay, well, maybe it's a teenager or a, a woman in her 20s. But right. this, this kind of stuff obviously um, still happens with, uh, yeah. you know, ladies in their Absolutely. 30s and 40s. And do you have a story yeah. maybe of an older uh, person who came in that you were able to connect with? Well, we have a, um, yeah, first let me just affirm what you're saying. Absolutely. Uh, most often when I talk to people who don't know much about uh, pregnancy center ministry, the, the perception is that it is just teenagers or mostly teenagers, let's say that. 
And as much as, yes, we do serve teenagers, that's hardly the, the largest group that we serve. And, and yes, there are many in that early 20s age group because the college age group is, is one often facing the unplanned pregnancy. Um, but more and more, we're seeing that number go higher. And we're seeing more patients coming in in the upper 20s and early 30s. And like you said, it's not unusual um, to at times see people even in their 40s facing that unplanned pregnancy and thinking abortion is their only story. The other thing is it's not just women alone. Sometimes we see married couples. I remember that being a, a big shock to me when I was just starting as a volunteer over 20 years ago. And the first time a married couple with other children walked through the door and sat down with me saying, we want an abortion. It just didn't, it just didn't compute in my head. I'm thinking, no, this is just young people who can't have babies, you know, um, but no married couples. And, and they're generally older in that older bracket. And we did have a couple who came to us who were married and, um, they, uh, or they were uh, getting married, actually, and they were been dating many, many years, and they were very excited, but they had made a decision as a couple, and this is not unusual, that they didn't want children. They just believed that, you know, the, the plan that they had for their lives did not involve that. They wanted to travel. They didn't want anything to hold them back. You know, that freedom uh, of not being held down by kids, but she got pregnant, and so they came to us because she wanted an abortion. And so she went through that whole process that I've shared that has that incredible impact. Um, but in the end, they just kept coming back to that decision. No, we don't want kids, though. You know, we're hearing everything you're saying, but we don't want children. They had an ultrasound. They saw the baby and yet still left very determined to have an abortion. And that that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard when you go through uh, that process with somebody and um, and you just, they stay so firm in that decision after we've, you know, provided all of the love and information and, and the gospel and all that we can. But like I said, we do follow-ups. And so our nurse called and checked on, on, on the woman and um, asked if she had any more questions and um, just said, you know, give us a call if you need anything. And much to our surprise, she did call back and mm-hmm. asked if she could have yeah. another ultrasound. Yeah. And so this just demonstrates the power of the ultrasound, seeing yeah. life and hearing that heartbeat. And I'm not sure why they wanted that second one, but they came back in and they saw that baby again. They saw that the baby had grown since the first time they came and they heard that heartbeat again. And even though they were determined not to have that baby after seeing that baby a second time, this couple who never wanted children chose to have life for their baby. Um, so, and, and in the end, uh, they signed up for our support programs. That just shows another way we're able to come alongside, you know, to say, hey, we're not just leaving you here. We have support programs you can participate in, education and help. And during that first appointment, um, the, the father of the baby asked to pray for a healthy baby. So it was just such a beautiful moment for this person who didn't even want to acknowledge, you know, the life of the child so they could go forward with an abortion, uh, was wanting to pray for his child uh, to be healthy and well. God at work in real time. We never get tired of sharing Mm -hmm. these stories. If you'd like to connect with Rebecca's work or maybe you'd like to connect with a... uh, 
a pregnancy care center that's Christ-centered near you because, well, fill in the blank for whatever reason. If you text the word WOMAN to the Curtin Kate hotline this morning, we'll send you out a link. WOMAN to 888-777-6810. You know, and now the more, the most heroic, I should say, and, and mm. a difficult thing is sometimes people... Uh, really don't feel they can raise the children is the issue. And there may be a reason. There may be, there are so many things going on in the world, you know. Um, But uh, to give the child life and let it be adopted into a family that's desperate to have children is an amazing gift. It is. It is, Kate. You're absolutely right. And that is one of the options that we are always sharing you know, uh, pregnancy centers like ours, we're not a licensed adoption agency, but we partner with licensed adoption agencies so that if a woman is interested in choosing adoption, we don't just give her a business card and send her to send her away to find it. We actually bring adoption specialists to our center to meet with her, Great. to come to a place she's already felt safe and and connected. And so we'll bring adoption uh, specialists in to sit down with her, share more information. And then if she decides to pursue that, um, she will then, you know, go into the care of the adoption agency. And so adoption is always one of the um, options that we discuss and share um, with women who come through the door. We don't see adoption being chosen as often as we would like to. Um, We think, uh, you know, just after more than 20 years in this work, I've watched it, um, just the culture shift so much that women tend to see adoption as a harder choice than abortion because uh, our culture has made abortion so acceptable yeah. and and defines it in in a very um well untrue way that it's easy and and doesn't involve any sort of pain or consequence which we all know is not true um but adoption what they see is i have to carry this baby so that first of all everybody knows uh that i'm pregnant uh everybody will know that i'm not keeping the child. And so there's a shame in that. Mm. And then I have to give it away, as they would say in their words. And so the pain of that process Mm -hmm. seems harder to many in today's day and age than just going through the abortion and getting it over with. So we we have a a hard time uh, sometimes just uh, helping women see the amazing truth of adoption. Now, not that it never happens, and it does. We we are so grateful, um, but I just wish it would happen more. Yeah, you know, and I love that very uh, authentic and real uh, explanation of what actually goes on. You know, this is one of the reasons why we love having you with us, Rebecca, is because you yeah. you share these stories and. Um, they're real, and some of the outcomes, yeah. uh, yeah, it's not the outcome that we have been hoping and praying for sometimes. This is, yeah. this is the world in which we live, but we still have faith that the Lord is in control, the Lord is moving yeah. hearts, and, yeah. and so we continue the work, and you continue doing what you do, and you guys do it so well, and, and we continue to pray for you that, that He is with you, you and encourages yeah. you uh, as you go out there, and literally you are on the front lines. And just hope you know we appreciate you. Hope you hopefully Thank you know you. that. Thank you. Yes, I do. I so appreciate it. Yeah, I have a, um, a story that picks up from what you're saying about those, those outcomes. 
not always being what we want, but um, just seeing God's hand in it. I may have shared it last time we did stories, but I don't remember if I did. But I'd love to share it with you uh, today if we still have time. Yeah, we've got uh, just a few minutes here, but are you kidding me? Okay. we got to hear the story yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> For no, sure. it's, it's an amazing story. It was, it was many years ago, but um, a young woman came in. Uh, like many of the stories begin, someone in that unplanned pregnancy, someone seeking abortion, and uh, went through all of our services, and, and the outcome was she chose the abortion, um, and she went ahead and she had the abortion, and and that does happen. That is part of the real, you know, story that, that you know, I, I wish I could, you know, come on with you guys and say, every woman we see chooses life, but that's not the reality But what we do know, like you said, Kurt, is that God is at work, and we just stand on His Word that says that His Word, His truth, never returns void. And so whether we see them uh, make the choice that we want them to or not, um, we know that that the work, that the, the seeds that have been planted in their hearts and their lives will bear fruit. And so this woman, she had the abortion And what happened with her is she immediately faced deep regret. Many don't. Many don't experience regret till down the road Mm -hmm. because originally, uh, initially, they're feeling relief. Yes. Because, you know, the problem is technically over, but although we know that's not the end. Um, But this this young woman, she right away fell into a deep depression and uh, even to a point of becoming suicidal. And when she reached that point, she picked up the phone and called us. And that happens a lot um, because we're a place that's safe, because we're a place where Christ's love is shown in, and they can trust us, even though they know that we don't support abortion, they're still going to call. And she did. And she said, I'm desperate. You know, I, I, I'm in a dark place. I need help. Do you have any help? And that's where we have our post-abortive program that we can offer. And so we said, yes. Yes, we do. Now, she was not a believer, had no Christian foundation. So we we did say, well, it is a Bible-based program. Is that okay? And she said, yes, I I don't even care. I'm just desperate. I need help. So she came in and began our Forgiven and Set Free program, went through the eight weeks with one of our facilitators who had been right where she was. And, And it's saturated with the Word of God, saturated. And so she would, little by little, just would ask questions, and she'd be hearing the gospel. And just the the end of the story is she accepted Christ, Mm -hmm. and He lifted her burden and transformed her heart, and she went from darkness to light, and it was one of the most beautiful stories. Mm -hmm. She did have that abortion, but God intervened in her life and and saved her eternally. What more can we ask for than that, right? Man, absolutely. Yeah. And for those who are listening this morning who have an abortion in their past, you may know with your head intellectually that Jesus died for all of your sins, including that one, but you have been having a hard time uh, getting over it and, and, and forgiving yourself and all of that. And, and you need to embrace the gospel anew, maybe this morning, and remember that the Lord not only has forgiven you, but he loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and it's a good one, and maybe it's maybe volunteering with a pregnancy care center, like a woman's choice, or 
or maybe through your church or something so that you can help other ladies who um, have dealt with or are dealing with this very same challenge. Rebecca, always such a joy to have you. Yes, it's always such a joy to be here with you and Kate, and uh, thank you for the opportunity just to share share God's stories, our glory stories, and just pray, I pray that He receives glory from all of it, to know His work, and uh, I'm just always thankful to be a part of it. Thanks for listening to Kurt and Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.